Hey, listeners, Hit the Books is available everywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, and more. Be sure to tune in each week and like, rate, and subscribe. Alrighty, and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 31 of Hit the Books. I am joined by my co-host, Michael Mackey, this week. I am your co-host, Tyler Huffnagel. Jesse and Ace are going to be um, MIA this week. Jesse out on some work, Ace out on some uh, personal vacation, looking to get them back next week. But like we said, just me and Mackey this week got a huge interview coming. Uh, special guest, Ryan Hammer, Ryan Hammer 9 on Instagram. Um, definitely someone you're going to want to stay tuned and uh, hear what he has to say on the college basketball world. But big shout out for him for uh, coming on and stay tuned for that one coming up. But Mackie, I'll hand things over to you. How you been lately? Yeah, I've been pretty good. Um, gambling gambling re- recently hasn't been the best. We've been a little cold or even just a little uh, still, honestly. We haven't really moved much. But um, yeah, not many times where, um, where, where we're missing guests. So obviously a rare occasion, but you know, we're going to make make work with what what we got so uh you know like like, like you said we had ryan hammer coming on obviously uh an uh a college basketball expert i would say um he really knows his stuff and obviously with the final four coming up and national championship game we want to get a a little insight on some college basketball knowledge um outside of outside of us here so um it should be it should be fun it should be a good episode yeah i'm excited uh like you said ryan Huge college basketball guy, so that's going to be kind of the the chunk, main chunk of what we go over with him. Um, but we'll get into a couple other things late that has happened to us lately. Uh, like you said, gambling on the cards been kind of tough. NHL card, we've been sh- continuing to struggle there, looking to turn that around lately. But uh, NHL playoffs coming up, that's been our bread and butter last season, and think we can turn that around this year going into it. But um, obviously, the NHL playoffs will get rolling April seventeenth, two weeks couple teams have clinched playoff spots we've talked about the Bruins clinching a playoff spot in the Atlantic division also clinching the top spot in their conference Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes clinch a spot in the playoffs this year out of the Metro Uh, New Jersey Devils have clinched a spot in the Metro division as well Uh, I saw that was the um, Nico Heischer I didn't know that he was actually on the team the last time the Devils made the playoffs I thought this was going to be their first run with uh, that duo that they have in Heischer and uh, Hughes but uh, he sure I did find out was on that team. Uh, what was it? Seventeen, eighteen. They went to the playoffs a couple years. Like you were a that had to, had to be had to be his first year. Maybe yeah, I was gonna say it had to be his first year. Yeah, yeah but they're going back. Obviously, first. we've talked about them, but um, we've kind of gone through some of these NHL things. The Penguins have skidded a little bit lately, and I'm starting to very you're getting lucky, kinda, man. Dude, you're getting I'm, lucky. Panthers are losing. I was going to say, if, if the Panthers, like tonight, they're in Toronto. I like the Leafs there. Yeah, Not yeah, a, definitely. Um, I don't, and the my thing with Florida is when they've been so, they went on that streak to get them back in the conversation, and that's when the Penguins took their dip. Uh, right now, currently going into tonight, I know the, the Islanders play tonight, and I know we both like them tonight. They're sitting at 85 points with a game, uh, one extra game played on the Penguins, three games up on them, and then, uh, or actually that's, 
Let me pull up the wild card standings. I hate looking at the all the different ones now, but Florida's right behind us at three points behind us. So it's a three point Same race. Games, three point yeah, race. Exactly. So we do have the we're at least tied in games with Florida, but um have a chance maybe catch the Islanders. The Islanders have been playing pretty good lately, but um yeah, not much Islanders. I mean, Islanders are playing some good hockey right now. You guys do have a game in hand on them, so that's a big uh, game in hand, but um, they're, they're rolling right now. That team looks really good. You guys look good, too. It's just Jari, man. It's Jari again last night. We saw it again last night. He gave up six, I think, and, with the, and then an empty netter, but um, you can't be getting lit up like that, especially when you want to go into the playoffs and you're going to have to either face the Carolina Hurricanes or the Boston Bruins. Um, you got to figure something out. Yeah, those, those th- if you're if it's three nothing against the Red Wings in the first period, what is it against Boston? What is it against Carolina? Like, you know what I mean? Six. Like, yeah, you you can get there. You guys are probably good enough to get there. But we, you, if you want to make some noise, I mean, he's got to figure something out. Maybe even throw Casey DeSmith in the pipes. You know, let him battle it out. I've been saying it for weeks. I feel more confident with him in there. And uh, didn't I didn't get a chance to watch the game last night? Did DeSmith start? Who started for the Penguins? I thought it was Jari the entire way. I didn't look at the stats or anything. I can let you know right now. Yeah, I think I think it was the Smith. And oh, it he, was wow. Yeah, Smith he the Smith played the entire game. Okay, so I'm 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 wrong. I'm sorry about that. But um, before the game, I looked and it said Jari was playing. So I just figured it was Jari, especially with all the struggles he's had. But damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, Jari's been having some. Obviously, we've seen. I've been talking about him the past couple of weeks and his struggles in the first period of these games and. You said it last night. We had the Penguins in that parlay that obviously didn't hit because they ended up losing. But they go down. What was it? Yeah, I was gonna say Bruins didn't hit either. But um, the Penguins were down two nothing. I text you. I go Penguins cash her Penguins cake the parlay, and you were like, I mean, it's never over with them. But with them, and yeah, and it was three three. Next thing I know, I look at my phone. It's three three. I'm like, oh sweet, Penguins must have tied it two two, and then three two, and then three three. I'm like, no no, they let it get to three nothing, and then they decided let's go score some fucking goals in the second period and. Um, that's how this team's been, and if you do that in the playoffs, you get down two, three, nothing. Even against like two or three, nothing against a team, any of these teams are going to see in the playoffs. I don't like their chances to come back in these games, but um, goals are so much more important in the playoffs. I mean, you go yeah. down two or three, nothing. It's it's very hard to come back. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not your typical Tuesday night. You know, half the stadium's there, and an away game, you know, like a home crowd, not really that into it. Playoffs, the crowd is everything, and uh, if you're Everyone's- down everyone's 110% every single play. I mean, in, in the regular season, you they get they get behind you. Defense falls asleep here and there, but it does not happen in, in the playoffs. I mean, exactly. Yeah, we, exactly. Even in, that, even in that Rangers-Penguins series, we even saw a little more scoring than we were expecting, but every goal, you were like, wow, like that, like that, you barely even see that. Yeah, and I, I see, like, this year, I think there's going to be a lot of, obviously, if the playoffs started today, I think there's a lot of Game 7s, obviously, other than the kind of typical, like, I'm going to say 1-8 just because that's what, you know what I mean, 1 versus wild card 2. Is, it is, yeah. It's easier to say than 1 versus the second wild card, but I think those, you'll see a couple of those be shorter game series, but I think a lot of these games are going to go far, and we'll have a lot of, like like you said, these goals are going to mean so much, and like we saw, I mean, last year when the Penguins and uh, Rangers played, the, what was the the first game was, what, 5-4 in overtime, and, you know, you have an elite goaltender in Shesterkin, and then we had another matchup, I think it was like, we've had some high-scoring games, and I anticipated all that whole series to kind of be lower scoring, but I said if the Penguins needed to compete, they need to be able to score because Jari can't fucking stop anything, and that goes back to the last two seasons with this team, and that's how I feel coming into this right or this playoffs. But I mean, it's tough. I'm more like I said, I've I actually live live if you want to say live took a future on Texas to win the to win the national championship like a week ago, 
uh, before the before this last weekend, and I took it with the Rangers to win the cup, and it was like a pretty fucking nice payout. So I was like, hey, yeah, I'll do this. This will be fun to rock for the next like couple months, little mini future parlay. And of course, obviously Texas fucking lost the next game or whatever that weekend. But um, I I I have faith in the Rangers and what they're gonna be doing. But I'm so excited for these NHL playoffs. I can't. I am actually like. I didn't realize it was this close. Like we're literally like under three. Dude, I'm away. I'm counting down the days, dude. I swear. I'm I am so excited. I don't think I've ever been this excited for any playoff series in my entire life. It's, There's so much like, other sports going on. I've been so caught up in March Madness, and I, I mean we'll get into that. But March Madness, like I've been I've been hearing people saying this is actually one of the worst Final Fours in the past like twenty years. If 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 anything, I think it's one of the best. I mean, last year you had. North Carolina, Kansas, Duke, Villanova, and Villanova in the final four. Blue Man, buds. That's boring. That's, that's so boring. That's literally the four teams you'd expect to make it. This yeah. year you have Florida Atlantic, UConn. Who? Okay, UConn. UConn's there, but um, Florida Atlantic, UConn. Um, why am I drawing a blank right now? Miami. Who you never San Diego seen State. At, San Diego State. Three teams that you would never expect to see in, in, in the final four. So it's kind of cool. I mean, it, it's different. It's it's getting new teams in there. You always like to see new teams. You don't like to see the same teams every single time. Yeah, I mean, did you see the? I saw something. Florida Atlantic or San Diego State going into this year were like forty eight to one and seventy to one to win it all, and one of them will be playing in the national championship yeah. game. Is fucking insane. It's just ridiculous. It's really cool to see though. I kind of I I really do like it. Yeah, we'll we'll dive kind of more into the college basketball world when uh, Ryan gets on, but. Um, obviously MLB opening day comes up tomorrow. I know I'm in two fantasy leagues this year. Uh, last year was my first year doing fantasy baseball. I actually pretty enjoyed it, but it's kind of more because there's not much going on in the summer. Like I'm in a fantasy NBA league and I am not going to live and check my lineup in three weeks. You're actually in that league with me. When's the last time you've checked that? I haven't, I haven't checked it since the third yeah. week. Maybe <laughs> I started like 0-3, I think, and I was like, all right, this is caked. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm just not good at this. Like, it's so boring because it's not boring. It's just because there's so many other sports going on. Like, I'm not setting my fantasy basketball lineup during week 13 of the NFL season. You know what I mean? Like, that's not I'm, what I'm worried about. Exactly. And I'm not going to lie. I don't watch the NBA every night. Like, I yeah. watch the NHL every night. I watch college basketball every night at a time. Um, so I'll be, like, watching. Like, I'll be able to set a lineup every night if I was to play, like, fantasy hockey. I'm mm-hmm. not watching the NBA every night. I'm not thinking about yeah. Setting my lineup every single night. I mean, I just don't like it enough. Yeah, this will definitely yeah. be my first and last year with the fantasy yeah. NBA. Uh, I, I like, do want to play the football. I football do want to play MLB though. I've never played MLB. It is fun. It, it's like it's like something to there's something to do in the summer. So it's that's something to do and that's the main reason I like it is because there's no, when you get to the point where baseball or basketball and hockey end, and it's kind of just like, well, I guess it's just baseball and like all you can really do is bet on baseball games like. Even on nights I don't bet, I'm just like, well, at least I could do have my fantasy matchup. Like, it is something to look forward to. Like Something to watch and root for. Exactly, yeah. It's kind of, I mean, the same idea as fantasy football. I mean, you have those people out there that are just obsessed with fantasy sports and, like, don't even bet on games, which is, I mean, I guess that's how I was in, like, when I was younger before I could bet, but. Um, it's crazy to see, like, how passionate some sports fans are when, like, they're not gambling on games. I'm like, oh, who do you got? And they're like, just rooting for the team, man. I'm like, you're. Yeah. Psycho. <laughs> you care this much? You have no money in the game. <laughs> yeah, that is it's funny. Really sad, but though. It's, it's taking the joy out of the game. But, you know, you got to love it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, but in my two leagues that I'm in, I'm in both of them. I'm in one for work and one with a couple of my buddies. And 
I got first fucking pick in both of them. Random snake draft first pick. So the first one I took, Acuna. And I'm like, because he's like the, he's ranked number one. Like he's the guy you're supposed to take at one. And then in my next league, when I got number one again, I was like, well, fuck, I don't want the same player on two teams. So I took Judge. He's technically ranked third. Um, How is Otani on number one if you can do both? There's a, in fantasy baseball, Otani, you get him as a batter. Like there's literally Shohei Otani, and it says in parentheses, batter. And then there's another oh, Shohei Otani. So there's two pitcher. Otanis? Yeah. That's, that's a nice way around it, though. I mean, it kind of makes him useless because he's not necessarily incredible at either one. I mean, I guess he is pretty good at batting, but yeah, he's not the, the best the bat- at either one. So it's like I was going to say the batter, the batter Otani goes like top 15 versus pitching goes like top 45. But like you said, if you could yeah, get him, both, if he if he was one player, yeah, he would go first overall. And yeah, because like, you can use him both ways. You yeah, can use him every single night. Yeah. But that'd be pretty cool. All right, we're gonna start a new segment here. We're gonna do a mystery ranking. Rank the players uh, in any order. Oh, Mackie, you could t- kind of explain it a little better. Once you rank them, lock in. Go ahead. It's basically just you're ranking these five players blind. I give you a player, you rank them on the spot, and then I give you the next player and so on and so on. So it's just a fun little game that we like to play. So we're going to do a NHL. All right, your first player is Timo Meyer. Three. Right in the middle. All right, good spot. Next player, Johnny Goudreau. Mm. <laughs> Four. I knew that was going to be a tough one. Because I wish I could switch him. that already. Yeah. Putting him behind him. Because I wish right. I could switch it already. Number uh, number three, Rasmus Dallin. Five. You, <laughs> see, now you got to have two good players. All right. Um. Next player, Adam Fox. Two. Last player, Jake <laughs> Gensel. <laughs> Who is it? Jake Gensel. Alright, I'll take it. That's fine. That's not, not, I mean, really not terrible. That's not terrible. It's really not terrible. I gave you So who was it? Who like, what was the order I gave? Gensel, Fox, you Meyer, Gaudreau, Darlene. I really yeah. would go How would you rank them? That's pretty close to what I would probably rank them. I'd go Probably Fox 1 because he has the hardware. Definitely Fox one, then Gensel, Fox then Kadro, then Meyer, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think that's. I think you only mix. You gotta, you gotta switch Fox and Gensel, and then I think you switch Kadro and Meyer. Yeah, and then you're pretty. That was pretty good, though. That was good. Yeah, that that was Usually pretty solid. You, you can get fucked on that. I was gonna say if I if you would have said Darlene last at one, that would have been tough. <laughs> I wanted to see like where you were gonna put Meyer and Goudreau though. All right, I got five names coming right back to you, in this order. Patrick Kane. Oh my god, we're not going all time, right? We're just going like this season. Yeah. Okay. Three. Austin Matthews. I don't know if I want to be safe and put him at one, or just throw him at two and risk it. I'm I'm just gonna throw him at one. I'm I'm just gonna do it. 
Austin All Matthews right. one. So you have your one and three locked in. Yep. Of getting Malkin. Hmm. Who's one? Who's three again? Kane. Oh fuck. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. <laughs> this is so tough. I'm just gonna go four. Leon Dreisaitl. All right, two. Yeah, see, that's why. I yeah, that was going to say, like when that. you did Matthews like at that. one, I was like, that was a good move. <laughs> and then your five is Kaprizov. I think I went five for five. You did go pretty fucking close. I don't know. Well, what's Malkin's stats look like this year? He has like 20 goals and like not that many. So he's having a decent would, year, but nothing that crazy. Would you say Kane's having a better year? Kane was having a really good year with the Blackhawks. Like, I haven't really. He liked... was. He was going off before we actually, like, like right, right before we acquired him. Yeah, like, I wasn't really paying attention to um, him much, obviously, because he was on a terrible team. But I'm trying to see he his has... stats. Kane has 21 and 33 for 54. Interesting. Let me see if I can find Malkin. Yeah, cause I, dude, I think you did that pretty fucking spot on. Yeah, dude, I was so scared with, like, Austin Matthews because I was like, if he throws me, like, Camel Carr or McKinnon or even McDavid, I thought you were going to drop McDavid on me. I was thinking about it. I was like, no, I don't want to make it too, like, a bunch of superstars. Kaprizov at five is also a little disrespectful, but that's a tough list. Yeah, I did, like, a lot of better players. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. We gotta we gotta do that with Ace and Jesse too. That'll be that'll be something good because that's like that'll get some debate flowing too. Yeah, and then and I like you know I like the idea of I like the idea of re ranking it after. So that's gonna be something to we see like start how doing. well we did. Yeah, yeah. You know, Ace is gonna have something to say about it every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely a good idea. We're gonna keep those rolling going in week in and week out. So uh, definitely stay tuned for that. And uh, we will hand things off to our interview with Ryan Hammer. We'll just start things off. I'll kind of hand things right over to you. Uh, tell kind of our listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do, and uh, how you got in the space that you're in. I'm Ryan Hammer. I First of all, I appreciate you all having me on, obviously. Um, it's good to be here. It's a busy time. March Madness, Final Four is coming up and stuff like that. I'm excited. Uh, I grew up a college basketball fan, like a lot of other people that love the game. And I'm sure you guys too. Uh, when I was like eight or nine, my oldest brother started going to Maryland. So I was visiting him as a young kid going to watch like Grievous Vasquez against like Duke and North Carolina and, and that. And so I loved going down there. I love watching the Maryland games and a big fan of the program, uh, Jimmer, Steph Curry, like that's the same time period. So, I uh, fell in love with the game. And then over time, like in high school, especially in the college, I became like the college basketball guy with my friends and bracket group and running it all. And I was the one who taught them about the analytics and Kempom and like all that nonsense. Uh, I don't want to call it nonsense, but um, yeah. But yeah. And then uh, I just kind of took it from there and started uploading like videos onto TikTok and then started getting heavier into Twitter and making graphics and uh, found out that like I really enjoy it. And I started getting better and better at editing and the content part, but also just like learning about the game more and like, I never played at a high level basketball. I was a very good athlete. Uh, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I was a good athlete. I played yeah. soccer, <laughs> chose the soccer route, but uh, understand the game enough to really build on that in terms of like prospecting for the for the draft. I did a lot of that. I still do a lot of that. Um, and then I got connected with the right people, and things kind of just started taking off. So here I am. 
That's awesome, man. So you said you do a little prospecting for the draft. Uh, what kind of what do you do for for the for the NBA? I assume, and um, if you want to touch on that a little bit, that kind of piqued my interest as soon as you said that. Yeah, for sure. So I I started doing content. It was like my my main focus was I called it off season focus. So anything draft contracts, even NFL too. I did NFL and NBA stuff. I wanted to be like. I figured if I'm going to start making contact, I want to have a niche, especially on like TikTok. I was like, I see an opportunity to do this, to teach people about it. Um, I started doing NFL and NBA contracts, uh, contract clauses, how it kind of works. I know a guy from my hometown and one of my good friends is an agent, uh, NBA agent. So I, I understand a lot of it through him. Yeah. Um, but I got, I got, I got really invested into that. Started going into the draft part and their contracts and prospects. And then started going into like profiling and scouting um, and now I, I do it all the time. I did that more than college last year, I'd say, or maybe a balance of it. Um, but I think it's a really good bridge between NBA and college that if you know one, you know a little bit about the draft itself and prospecting. So I try to get both routes at both sides of it because I don't like when people are like, oh, I love college, but I hate the NBA or I love the NBA, but college is a terrible product, like stuff like that, that I, I don't appreciate. So I like to get both sides of it. Kind of like uh, De'Aaron Fox. Did you hear De'Aaron Fox's comment last week or the other day? I was pressed because like he had like a thirty-five <laughs> piece against Lonzo in the Sweet Sixteen, and I was like, dude, like, are you serious right now? Like, and he had so many. A huge thing about him coming into the league was his shooting inefficiencies and his struggles and his and his shot form, and and I was like, dude, like that was literally you. You were that exact kind of player, and like it's, you're knocking yourself. It's crazy. Yep. Wait, what yep. Did, what I was I was shocked to hear him say that. He said uh, he can't watch a full college basketball game. I'm kind of like paraphrasing. He said the shooting's too bad. Uh, Ryan, I don't know if you know more of the quote, but I just no, know he said it, he yeah. couldn't watch a whole game because the shooting was too poor. And uh, Ryan just said it whenever he was at uh, Kentucky and when he played UCLA and Lonzo, he went off for 35 plus. And um, I mean, he was like never you a said, shooter. like he was yeah. never a shooter, and he had to work on that, and he still he has developed to work that. On that. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's that's surprising hearing a quote coming from someone that actually played college basketball. Like you'd expect like an overseas or a G League guy to say something right. like that. Yeah, so I see here, uh you're are you a Texas fan? Just someone that's just who your team was this year? Uh no, so I am a Maryland fan. I am a Maryland okay. fan. I try to put my biases to the side. Like I think I do a good job in Maryland because yeah. I just realized that we're just not good any year. So it's it's kind of or we're usually above average, but I usually like I like certain programs more because I like certain like coaching staffs and how they're built. Not Chris Beard, definitely Rodney Terry though. Yeah, um, but I definitely like, <laughs> had to clarify I, that real quick. <laughs> like last year when I was huge on Baylor during the COVID year, God bless, they were so good. Uh, so like Scott Drew, I became a big fan of the Baylor program. Still am. So I like certain teams that way, but I don't like flex towards them. Texas this year, I picked them as a Final Four team in October. I picked them as my title team heading into the tournament. I was just very high on them, so I, I felt like a fan at one point, dude. I was oh, yeah. I almost cried the other day. I was so upset. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough that was a tough matchup. I honestly, I was telling Mackie before we got on or before you hopped on, I ended up taking a a little future on them, and I th- I thought it was a pretty good chance. And obviously, that Miami team, um, they came to play. We'll get into them in a little bit, but uh, you said uh, you big NFL guy more bet more just basketball. You said you used to do a lot in the NFL space. You still big NFL guy. Yeah, I'm I'm a diehard Jets fan, season ticket holder for like six, seven years now. Um, so big that my dad even put the, the season ticket onto my onto my own tab now. Um, but <laughs> so I've been going big Jets fan, big NFL fan. Like I was doing content, and then I just started to kind of like get into what I like best and what I do best is basketball stuff. Anyway, um, but 
just like everyone else, fantasy football the whole nine. So yeah. Yeah. So you said it, Jets season ticket holder. What do you think coming into this year? You obviously that that young core that you guys had last year, but we all know the age old question: who's going to be the quarterback in New York next year? It's going to be Aaron Rodgers. We're just waiting for it. Like I think it's the second and a third. The second could turn to a first if he plays enough and we win a certain amount of games, which I hope it does. Uh, I mean, outside of quarterback, you could argue we have the best core. We have the best roster in the entire the core, best roster in the entire NFL outside of QB. So I'm excited. I'm not, I'm like cautiously optimistic just because like we're going to screw it up somehow. Right. But then again, I'm thinking like, you know what? Maybe not. This is a completely new regime. Every, every player is new. Every coaching staff member is new, like GM. Um, so I have hope that we're going to be good. I know we're going to be on a lot of primetime games, so that's good enough. Yeah. I, I like and, that you're like optimistic about it. Cause I have a lot of Jets fans too. And they're all just like, yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl now. And I'm like, yeah, you guys got a lot better, but that division is still tough along with the entire yeah. AFC. So, I mean. I like that you're optimistic about it. You're not getting your your uh, hopes like all the way through the roof already. It's ridiculous. Like we get, the Chiefs are obviously the Chiefs. Even like teams like the Chargers are still making improvements. I love Justin Herbert. The Bengals are awesome. The Bills, the Dolphins are still going to be good, even though like whether you like to or not, it doesn't matter. Like they're still going to yeah, be good. Yeah, they're still there. That's already I just named like five teams. Like it's crazy. It's just crazy. Loaded AFC, I'll tell yeah. you that. And I wish we were in the NFC sometimes. It's, it's wild. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. I was gonna say, and I'm obviously Mackie. He's a he's from New York, but Cowboys fan, and I'm from Pittsburgh. Yeah, obviously, I'm a Steeler fan, I'm, I'm so gonna... <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm dealing with the the thick of this AFC. You guys are getting one of these top quarterbacks. I'm trying to hope my guy Kenny can make a another step <laughs> and not not fall into a sophomore a sophomore slump. But yeah, I was at the. Uh, I went to Pittsburgh with my brothers and my dad um, for the Jets at Steelers this year, and. Thank, I, I'm thank God we won. We pulled it out. We didn't blow the lead, but it was so awesome. I've never been there. First of all, the stadium's great. The city, everyone loves Steelers. It's awesome. It was so crazy seeing Kenny Pickett come out as a Steeler for the first time, like at playing as the QB one in a regular yeah. season game. It was so cool, and I was like, "We're gonna lose this game, but this is very cool." <laughs> and what was it? That was a low scoring final score, wasn't that a, like a thirteen ten? It was low. I think it was low twenties. I want to say because I remember we scored again. Breeze scored on the goal line at the end of the game. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was. I think we had like a, yeah, like a, double, was... a ten point lead going into halftime, and then we blew it. But then we scored at the end. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I know you're right. And that was that was still Zach Wilson, right? Oh yeah, big time. yeah. That was. That was... Uh, <laughs> I think he called a touchdown pass that game. Did, did the Philly special? Yeah, that game, yeah. He did the. Yeah. He, yep. Yep. You're right. I know exactly the player you're talking about. But all right, we will get into the world of college basketball. You said it's kind of your bread and butter. Sweet 16, we had number nine FAU take down Tennessee 62-55 on Thursday. I don't know who you had in that one. I know me and Mackey, um, we both had Tennessee in this matchup. Um, I don't know how which way were you leaning. These owls are buzzing. Uh, they're obviously the Cinderella run that everyone wants to see, and they got to the Final Four, but um, I don't know how you kind of have gauged them or how far you had them going in the tournament. I had them as a first-round exit against Memphis, but – um, kind of wanted to get your opinion on this team and where they kind of what you think their potential is going into this weekend. Yeah, um, I'll say that I had Memphis in the Final Four, but I did say I said it the whole time whoever wins Memphis FAU is probably going to make a run. Memphis is more poised to make that run, I guess not, or maybe they could have made the same run. But I don't want to take credit away from FAU. FAU is awesome. The fact they got a 90, I thought was I was prepared for, but I thought it was pretty disrespectful, especially after Murray State getting a seven last year with a very, very similar resume, both very strong in Kempom, have some really good wins in a very good conference. Conference USA, probably better than the Valley Conference that they were, that uh, Murray State was in 
I guess maybe even if you think about it, but nonetheless, like I, they were the quality of a five, six, seven seed, hundred percent. They're proving that right now. Like you said, they're buzzing. They definitely benefited off a relatively weaker path to be completely honest. Like when you look at their path, they played Memphis. They shouldn't like whatever they won the game, whatever FDU fine. They cleaned through that. They take care of business. Tennessee, who played Duke very well, still like they played Duke well, and that was it. I don't think that they were going to. I think I picked Tennessee technically to win the game because I thought their physicality would lay a little more lumber into FAU. Um, but like Tennessee's clearly not a quality five seed, or I guess they were four quality yeah, they were four, four seed yep. whatsoever. So, and then Kansas State, I don't think Kansas, like Marquise is awesome. I just think all those teams, Kansas State and FAU especially, benefited off a really weak region. And it kind of just a toss up, right? With Purdue going down and all these things. Um, so I think they benefited from that. I still think they're very good. I don't think they're going to win. I'm going to take San Diego State. I guess I'll get ahead of that. But I think the Aztecs are going to win. I just, I don't know. But then again, I did the same thing with Tennessee. It's a very, very similar style team. I do think San Diego State's got a little more of an offensive threat uh, with Darian, Tre- Darian Tremel and stuff. But um, FAU's fun. I saw them play against K-State at the Garden the other day. Uh, I just don't like, I don't know what it is. I can't get myself onto them keep to keep winning and like contend for a title right now, but they're there. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. I do think uh, San Diego state is the, is the play on Saturday or yeah, Saturday at six o'clock or for us on East Eastern time. But um, yeah, I like San Diego state in this spot, Mackie. I don't know which way you were leaning on this game, but uh, just cause he kind of alluded to his pick. I figured I'd jump in there and kind of, if you agree or disagree. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't really know. I definitely do kind of lean San Diego State. I just wasn't very high on them at the beginning of the tournament, but um, after the first few rounds, I kind of started jumping on their wagon, and they, they've been, they've been rolling. So I really, I really do like this team. Definitely, just not a matchup you were, we were expecting to see in the Final Four. Um, I don't really pay attention to the, to the Mountain West much because they don't really, they're actually pretty notorious for losing in March. And uh, I saw something that was like. Over three and a half uh, Mountain West tournament wins, and they cash it by themselves, and every other team lost. That was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, this team's definitely against the odds right now. But I do really like this team, and um, this is a nice matchup for them. It's gonna be two really hard working teams. Uh, San Diego State's more of a defensive minded team, and uh, they've been getting by more with their defense. But uh, I do like them to get by in this game as well. Yeah, so I think we're all consensus there. We'll get into this other game. Obviously, we have number five Miami and number four UConn. This is a little bit more of the big-name matchup that we're uh, kind of used to. Obviously not Miami, but uh, UConn gets back to the Final Four after their little uh, slump of the past couple of seasons over the past uh, eight or so years. I think since 2014 is the last time they got back. But, um, Ryan, I want to get your take on this game. Miami, Nigel Pack, Wong, they got everyone buzzing for them. Miller, uh, do you think Miami can take down this UConn team? They definitely can. I think it takes, like... They didn't really have a perfect game against Texas. They had a perfect like last ten minutes. If they have a they play, they had a perfect game against Houston. They played brilliantly from the start. They just come came out and they was like, oh boy, this is not good for the Cougars. They was they're running the score up, keeping the game open, and then they just started to stretch it out. That's the type of game they need to play against UConn, not in terms of like stretching it out because UConn can play any style anyway. Um, but make it how they are comfortable doing it. Um, and. Basically a perfect game. I think it's going to take to beat them. Norchard Amir is pretty foul happy at times. If he gets in the foul trouble, it's wraps. Like they don't have big depth already with him alone. And especially behind him, if he is in foul trouble and sit in the bench between Sonogo and Klingon, like it's going to be really tough. I look at the guards, love the Miami guards. I think they're awesome. Again, I got, I Texas was my pick, but it's impossible not to root for Miami when you watch them play. It's literally impossible. Um, Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack are awesome. Jordan Miller, 
consider him a guard also. He's awesome. But then UConn has Tristan Newton, Andre Jackson, Jordan Hawkins to match it, especially defensively. Like I think Andre is going to be able to take care of Jordan Miller to an extent um, to limit him to where it's like, okay, he's not shooting a hundred percent from the field scoring 20, 25. Like, that stuff is crazy. That was incredible. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like that, they need that to beat UConn. And because of guys like Andre Jackson, they're not going to get it is what I'm, is what I anticipate. Um, it's a pretty easy pick for me. I, I'm going to take UConn. I don't think anyone, this is This will be, this should be the hardest game for UConn, right? Maybe they get some title nerves if they get there, but they should be able to win both games by double digits, to be honest. Yeah, I, I like that pick. I, I I was leaning once once Texas went down, I kind of just kind of jumped right on. I like UConn to finish this thing out in a, kind of an, an unexpected. I mean, obviously the most unexpected Final Four we've had in a while. No top three seeds making it. I uh, kind of jumped on UConn, and that's a team I think is going to take it. Mackie, I know obviously we've been high on this Miami team. We were riding them a lot this year on our cards, and for good reason. Who do you got in this Final Four game, Miami-UConn? Yeah, I have UConn as well, but like with the value on Miami, I mean, five and a half point underdogs, what's their money line sitting at? Plus 205. I think that's definitely more of the value play, but I mean, looking at these two matchups, I mean, who's stopping Sonogo down low? He's just been too dominant. And coming into last week, I th- I thought that Drew Timmy was going to have the best chance to maybe contain him a little and um, they'd have a chance to just like keep him out of the paint or something. I don't know, but uh, he just absolutely wiped him. Timmy got in foul trouble a little early and they just puck off I and mean, UConn's just too good I think uh they were just shooting the lights out of the ball too so if they're shooting the ball anything like last like uh in that elite eight, elite eight game I really think that they'll just walk through this one too they haven't had a game in this tournament that's been within 15 points so they've been really dominating the competition I really just think that they're the best team left in this tournament yeah yeah I agree so I mean if we're kind of all on a San Diego State UConn national championship Ryan who you got going with UConn too yeah, I ride with UConn. I think it's it's they're gonna end up winning. Uh, it'll still be entertaining three games. I I hope at least some capacity. Uh, I like San Diego State a lot. Like talking about the Mountain West last year, I was like a massive, massive. I always have been honestly since the since I think it was eighteen when Nevada played Loyola in the Sweet Sixteen. I was big on Nevada that year to get to the Final Four. Um, but Mountain West is good. It's an underrated conference. Like they don't succeed in the tournament until now in the last few years. But last year, I picked San Diego State to win a bunch of games, to beat Kansas and stuff like that. And uh, they should have at least beat Creighton in round one. They botched that game. But they brought everyone back. They brought their defense back. They added the offense they need. I was very excited. They were. I actually picked them with Texas as one of my Final Four teams in October. Didn't pick them in the bracket because why would I do that, right? Um, <laughs> but, I, uh, but I was high on them. I'm, I've been high on them forever. Like I think a lot of my audience understands that. They always hear me talking about San Diego State way too much. I'm very happy they're there. I got some gear. I'll definitely rep at the game so that they can I can root for them a little bit now that like even though I don't got them in the bracket and stuff like that. Um, they can definitely keep the game kind of close. They're so physical and they have a really good paint presence to compete. Um, but I think the shot makers is gonna be where it comes down to it. Where Darian Tremel is awesome. Lamont Butler's been has stepped up this tournament. Uh Matt Bradley has not stepped up, to be honest, for most of the tournament. But I just think Jordan Hawkins and and the rest and the bigs obviously are gonna be able to take the take the reins. So, yeah, I think yeah, I, I, I like that. I was gonna say I agree one hundred percent with everything you just had to say, and uh, I think uh, UConn's gonna be my my obviously like I said once Texas went down, I kind of jumped on UConn there. But um, you also said you're a big NBA guy. Obviously, you said you do a couple things with them and uh, content wise. Wanted to get into some of the obviously we have the playoffs getting underway April fifteenth. That's just about two weeks away. Uh, a couple teams clinching: Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, Cavs. 
out in the east, the west, a little bit more of a shakeup. Any team you're you're liking? Who you taking out in, out east in the NBA? Yeah, it's tough. The East is is a whirlwind. Like, it's crazy. The Knicks might have a home series again, and this and like good for them. Um, I'm not. I don't like the Knicks because I'm new, in New Jersey. I grew up. All my friends are Knicks fans, and I'm not. But they're playing. They play hard. They play well. I got the. I'll take the Bucks right now. Like, I feel like every time, ever since they won a title, they kind of just fly under the radar. It's like, oh yeah, they're just one of the two or three best teams in the league. You know, it's it's simple as that. Um, <laughs> and for that reason, I think it's underwhelming when they win. So people are like aren't ready for it and don't even like think about it enough. But I think they're awesome. So I'm robbed the Bucks. Yeah, I'm I, I like that for for good reason. And then obviously you point out West, a team that I've been liking all year is the Denver Nuggets. Do you think uh you who do you like out West? Who do you have as your NBA uh finals matchup? I would love to see the Nuggets succeed. Everyone that talks Jokic doesn't deserve to win MVP again, it's so stupid. Like I would love to see them go to the title to go to the championship. I would love to see them go to the finals. Even if they lost in the finals, mm-hmm. you would still get shit for it because people would be like, oh, Lost in the finals, couldn't couldn't get it done. I'm like, dude, like, grow up. It's it's the same thing with like LeBron haters, where people are just like, man, this guy is the worst. He lost in this game. He lost in this game. I'm like, yeah, right. His other other wins don't matter. Yeah, um, the, the the four whatever rings don't really matter. So they look at the other ones whenever he was playing a super team by himself in Cleveland. I would love to see the Nuggets succeed. Uh, it's hard to to get my mind off the Clippers, even though I know they're not going to get to the finals. Um, I I have to. I'd probably go roll with the Nuggets. Just because when I look at the other teams, I see too many vulnerabilities in other teams. So, Caleb Love hitting the portal. Where do you where do you think that he could land? Obviously, it's a huge name. Anyone would be uh, lucky to have him, I think. So, what do you what do you think in there? Yeah, I think it's like a. I think teams or coaches will be cautious because if they know how things went down in North Carolina this year, yeah. there's a locker room mm-hmm. thing. People whether they want to deny it or not with R.J. Davis, like I know I know it happened. It happened. I don't have to go into that. It happened. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's. I think he's going to be at Mizzou or Alabama. Alabama. He has connections to Nate Oates. He's represented by who represents Nate Oates. He has a lot of connections. Very offensive team. They love guard play. They're going to lose uh, Quinterly. They're probably they're going to lose Brandon Miller. They might lose even like Betty Ako and stuff. Um, so between like Sears, I think should be there again. Jaden Bradley and like guy like him, that could be a really good fit offensively. Uh, and I know he's from Missouri. He got heavily recruited by Missouri. And Dennis Gates loves the transfer portal. Missouri is like. Saw last year when they went to this year and they turned turned it around pretty fast. Um, but I'd expect Missouri or Bama. But if you go somewhere else, wouldn't be crazy surprised, but it should be one of those two. Yeah, it'd be cool if he went to Bama, especially with all their star talent leaving. It'd be a nice, nice little place for him to go. He just, he just might need to set a new like change of pace, new setting, change, <laughs> change scenery. But I don't know. It's just like they let Hubert Davis let Caleb Love play Caleb Love ball way too much. And like it put him in a situation where he thought he had to. And he kept doing it. But if he gets into a system where they're like, listen, we need you to play in the system, he can be a very good two guard, starting two guard, even like a six man. I think that'd be a, amazing for him, but we'll see. I agree. I think he got a little way too much, way too wild a little, a few times this <laughs> season, just like doing whatever he can with the ball. But I think he's put him in a, in a nice system. And I think you're, you're 100% correct. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up um, 0.3 seconds left, SDSU, Creighton. Was that a foul or no? Uh, yeah, it was a foul. People were upset about like I I I understand a lot of the sides. First of all, no one is right or wrong. Like I, you can say some people are like oh the refs called it so it's right or like the refs are stupid it's wrong. It like it's all relative. It's all refs are, are human beings. They're always gonna make mistakes or they're always gonna like change. They're not gonna call everything perfectly consistent. People were upset. I understand because the they're right and they're letting everything get a lot very physical. It was a very physical game because that's how San Diego State plays. That's how the tournament's kind of been going. It seems that they're letting a lot go. 
Um, but like, I don't like to look at fouls late game. I not saying the refs should have tighter whistles in late game. I'm just saying that I look at it in isolation, that incident. I don't say, Oh, they, they, they missed that one 10 minutes ago. Like, okay. But like, you weren't upset 10 minutes ago. So why are you upset? Like, I just, I don't, I think it was a foul. He did enough to like put the, the put Jamel, Yeah. And like people are like, Oh, like that's a foul. I can't call that at the end of the game. Like, no, if you can call it 10 minutes ago, you can call it now. And also, like, Ryan Nembhard got absolutely burned into the lane. Like, he's not the greatest defender. I understand that. But, like, that's why that's why he ended up fouling him. Like, because he got burned. So, it's – Got beat clean. I, yeah. I should have just answered, yes, sure, it was a foul. But I get worked <laughs> up because people get so – people are getting so upset about it. I'm like, well, they had a bunch of – they shouldn't have even been in the game. They gave the ball away to, to Baylor Shireman under the basket with, like, 25, 30 seconds yeah. left, whatever it was. Like, yep. that shouldn't have been a basket. So, it's a trade-off. Like, it happens. Yeah, I, I, I'm on the same side as you. I think it's pretty ridiculous, everyone arguing that. But uh, it's nice to hear your little insight on that. It would have been cool to see UConn Creighton in the finals, though, because that's probably the only team out of those Big four East. that could have beaten UConn um, in the final. And, like, oof, that would have been crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That Big East game. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's not really the only games Connecticut's lost this year. I think they're undefeated outside of the Big East. Or maybe one loss or something. But I, th- I think you're. they started off 14-0. They at from the thirty first when they lost to Xavier, I think it was. They lost like six out of their next eight, starting with Xavier on the on New Year's Eve. I remember it was um, to basically start the new year, and then they just like completely found their group. It was right at the start of conference play. You're right. I think I'm pretty sure they haven't lost the game since, uh, other than Big East play. But uh, yeah, they're unbelievable. They were obviously a number one caliber team when they were fourteen zero, beating down yeah. on everybody. I think they were at PK eighty five uh, out in Oregon, but. Um, and it's pretty evident that like they were one of the best teams in the country. Ken Palm loves them, like everything loved them except for the selection committee. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, um, Mac, you got anything else for him? No, I said, yeah, Ryan, you got anything for us? Any questions? Anything you want to run by us, or uh, we good to get rolling here? It's up to if you got anything though, feel free to cut in. No, I'm good, man. Whatever, yeah, whatever you guys want to do, I'm good. Awesome. Uh, Big shout out, everyone. Uh, Be sure to go check him out on Instagram uh, at RyanHammer9. If you want to plug your TikTok, is it the same as your Instagram? Yeah, same thing, same thing. Awesome. TikTok, same thing, RyanHammer9. Be sure to give him a a like, follow wherever you're at uh, on social media. Wanted to say thanks again for joining. One of the best guys going in the social media game for college basketball and the NBA. Uh, Definitely thanks uh, for joining and look forward to anything we might do in the future. Thanks again. Of course, always down to do it again. Appreciate y'all for having me a ton. It means a lot. Very kind words, but um, I see y'all going the same way. So, but I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, thanks again. If you ever need anything, don't hesitate to reach out. And uh, you got my cell number if you need anything. Sweet. We'll do. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thank thanks you. Coming on, man. Appreciate it. See you guys. All right, and special thanks to our guest, Ryan Hammer, again for joining us this week. Uh, be sure to like, follow, do everything, you know, give check him out on all social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you heard him say it, same on all platforms, Ryan Hammer 9. Thanks again to him for joining us. We're going to get into a little bit of NFL news. Uh, we saw via Twitter, Lamar Jackson reports that arose. Uh, the tweets from him about requesting a trade on March 2nd from Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens obviously did not end up going through with those requests. Obviously him still being a Raven. Question mark still flying about where will Lamar play next year. Uh, keep seeing all these posts, kind of the best fits for Lamar Jackson, whether it's the Jets, the Falcons, the Colts, 
a lot of these spots. I've even seen the Dolphins. Obviously, we've heard that one circling around for a couple of uh, seasons as we thought Lamar was going to sign there. But, um, Mackie, where do you think Lamar's going? I think a, a very sleeper team for Lamar for the reason of uh, the additions that they made on the coaching staff with Shane Steichen, and they have Jonathan Taylor in the backfield as the Indianapolis Colts. I like what they have on the offensive line. I think the new coaching staff, what they were just able to do with Jalen Hurts, not saying, you know, Jalen and Lamar are the exact same player, but pretty similar. Um, and the play style that they like to use their legs to extend plays, and obviously Lamar being a freak, super freak athlete. I think uh, the Colts it would be a sleeper spot for Lamar to go to. I know it's another team in the AFC, but uh, a weaker division. I'm not saying they're the weakest. I think uh, the Jags are on the come up in that division, but the Titans and Texans, I think they're years away from doing much. And uh, I think Lamar, I think the Colts would be a very interesting spot for him. But another one that I think would be a great spot is the Detroit Lions. And that gets him out of the AFC and into the NFC and kind of maybe could make his mark on that side of the bracket. I don't know what you think, where he's going to go. I but... I don't like that well. I don't like him going to the line. I like Jared Goff, dude. I know, I know you're not big on him, and uh, uh, I like golf, it's easy to, but I don't think I I don't think the Lions but, are so I don't think I think the Lions would make that move. I I don't think they would, really, just because. The, what's the whole thing of, around Lamar Jackson? Why is he not getting paid right now? Yeah, true. He's injury prone. Are you gonna spend three hundred million dollars on a quarterback when you have a healthy one who just led you to eight wins in a in a weak division next year? Like, you, that's a playoff team next year. Oh yeah, if absolutely. It's not, if it's not a division, if it's not a division winner, it's a wild card team. Absolutely. Why are you gonna throw away a safe option when Lamar's not gonna win you a Super Bowl anyway? Lamar's not good enough to go into Detroit and win that Lions team a Super Bowl. When you have a safe option with Jared Goff and you can keep developing that team around Jared Goff in a weak division, rather than spend three hundred million dollars on a quarterback to be injured in the third game of the season, then you never you don't have him. Anymore. Um, yeah. So that I'm I'm against that one, but so what do you um, think about the Colts? I, I, I like him and I like him in Indianapolis. Who are they rolling with right now? Sam Ellinger. Yeah, like that's what I mean. They so, don't really have an option. Do they? They're drafting. They have, they're drafting a quarterback. Do they, do they have faith in Sam Ellinger? I don't know if they're trying to develop him. I know he wasn't an early draft pick. Um, yeah, it's a good spot to go. I mean, it'll keep the Colts relevant. I know they had a really bad season this year with. Um, Hope sides of winning that division. Obviously, the Jags came out of nowhere, and Trevor Lawrence became um, an actual go to first overall pick. But that'll definitely keep the Colts up there in the, in, in the question to win that division. Um, like you said, the the um, the Titans and the Texans are probably Titans are turning in the wrong direction. Texans are still a few years away. Um, but if if the Colts want to stay relevant, the Jaguars are good now. They're they're a good team. They're 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 ten, eleven, twelve win team every single year for the next few years now with the with Trevor Lawrence playing the way he is. So. Colts want to stay relevant if they don't want to have a have a break of a year and try to um shit sorry I just saw something um and try to stay re- still still stay relevant they should really go after that I like this play. I'm looking at what, what their the Colts are to. I was, I'm, say, I was there's just a graphic. Gonna... There's a graphic. It has the Falcons at one, and I don't like that. I was Actually, ju- I'm trying to look up the odds like for. It. I'm trying to look up the odds for these teams to win their the Colts maybe to win their division right now because oh, oh, oh. I know the Jags are I know the Jags are going to be obviously up there but um, I'm looking at the divisional winners right now. Let I'm going to guess the Colts are. I'm going to guess Colts are Jags behind. are probably like. Look, I guess Jags the, they got to be like yeah. Go ahead. Minus one fifty. 
No way. How is that? What are the Colts? Plus 500. Are they? They got to be second. No. The Titans at plus 350. How does that make sense? Wait. They got to know something we don't. The Titans right? at plus three forty. They have to know. They have to know something that we don't. I mean, that makes zero t- sense. Unless the Titans are going after some big name quarterback I haven't heard of, and all of a sudden have all these weapons I've never heard of. I mean, they're trading away Derrick Henry. If you're going for a value play there. You're, you're definitely going for the uh, for the Colts plus yeah, five hundred. Well, it's crazy. Um, I mean, I I'm these... kind of just banking on them getting a good quarterback and stepping in and kind of taking over that division from a young Trevor Lawrence, even though I think Trevor's now going to be a top seven, if not higher quarterback in the NFL from this point on. I wouldn't go higher just yet, but I'd say seven, right around seven. Um, Lamar's, uh, I found this graphic for his odds. Falcons are in first at plus 250. I like that, but I like Desmond Ritter to at least get a chance. I mean, I guess he's kind of had a chance, but I mean, my, th- my he, thing he was with Atlanta. Pretty high, was he drafted like twentieth overall? No, well, he was. Was, was he second? Was it the pick I, a draft? Yeah, draft? he was after. Okay, Pickett so he was, was the only in the second round. He was second quarterback yeah. taken, though. I think. Yeah, Pickett was the only quarterback in the first round of that draft. And yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So but I don't I, know. The I, thing with Atlanta, they keep getting all these guys. Who's the guy? Who's the other dude that just signed there? They just got Jesse Bates, and they're kind of adding guys all over the field, just okay. kind of like. Look at the division, huh? Oh yeah, um, that's what I mean. I, what do you think I, I said? True. That's a th- I guess that's a point with Atlanta. I guess that's why they're the favorite. I've been saying it all year. If you're a free agent quarterback, just go to the NFC go, South. Go to the a- NFC South, exactly. And that's what Lamar should. I mean, I guess yeah, that does make the most sense. You get to play the Bucks. Tom Brady list Bucks twice a year. You get to play the Lamar, Carolina. Lamar gets Panthers. the Lamar gets the renew his uh, matchups against Baker Mayfield twice a year if he goes to the Falcons. <laughs> I bet you that's something he would want to do twice a year is play Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he's, he's like, all right, I've already as beaten much as possible. I'd love to see their head-to-head record. But yeah, um, I I like the Colts, but I'd like him to go to the Colts. I don't like the Lions at all. I really do like Jared Goff. But um, it, it so let me hear the Lamar, odds that you have. Atlanta's Atlanta's the first at plus two fifty. Go through them. Colts three hundred, Commanders plus four fifty. Commander Commanders are going with Heineke right now. I think. No, um, he's a Falcon. Hey, he signed with the Falcons. I'm shocked. Heineke so signed with the Falcons. So who are they rolling with? Howell. Sam Howell. Carson, no. Wentz left. Where's Wentz? No way they're rolling with Sam Howell to start the season. That's like, yeah, that's like who they're going with to start the year. Yeah, but then you're going from Baltimore to D.C. Like, you might as well fucking not even go anywhere. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Now that you Can, said the Falcons, yeah, I so, honestly think it's going to be the Falcons. Commanders 450, Titans 750. I mean, just... Who's after? Yeah. The Titans at 750? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're just going Malik Willis, right? Yeah, uh, and that's not a good move. I can't believe it, dude. Like, 
the Titans, I don't know what their plan is, and the fact I'm still thinking about how I just saw them at higher odds than the Colts to win that division. They gotta have something in their back pocket. Mike Vrabel. I think. Something. I think. I think they're basing the Colts going off of Ellinger all year. Whether they draft a quarterback or not, they're banking on Ellinger being the starter for the majority of this, the year. You know what I mean? And if he is, and these are good odds. Yeah. But I mean. How long do you roll with a quarterback that's not producing wins? Exactly, exactly. And he Probably just got cut, especially when, especially he, when he got thrown around wins. last year. Sorry, I just cut you off. No, you're good. I mean, but especially when you're not a high draft pick, your leash isn't very long. You go, you lose your first three games. There's not a good chance you start week four. Yeah, I mean, like, especially if you got exactly. a first round quarterback Brady, right behind you. Brock Purdy comes in and he, off the bat, he's lights out. If he's not, he's not playing the next game. He had yeah. to be lights out off for it because, you know, it, you're mystery relevant. You have one shot to prove yourself, and he, he took it. But you have a guy like Sam Ellinger, again, probably, I think it was a second-round draft pick, maybe even later. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have a tighter leash. You don't you don't have the leash that, like, these guys like Baker Mayfield did when he first came in. Just, like, even, like, Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson. Like, these guys had long leashes. This guy like uh, Sam Ellinger, you know, you can't mess up that, that often. Yeah, this is going to be interesting to see where this happens. Obviously, this is going to be the talk of the offseason to see where he ends up. And um, Do you even think the Jets are in play? Or you? I mean, I know the Jets have said they're kind of out on them. Same with the Patriots. The Patriots I, were in and now I, they're out. I think if – I I think there's a higher possibility than we think that this Rodgers thing falls through and Lamar goes to the Jets. I think if it falls through, 100% Lamar goes to the Jets. The Jets want to spend the money. They, they need the quarterback. So they will do if they if this if Rogers falls through they're going to do everything in their power to get Lamar, but I agree. I dude, like what's going on? People, I mean, it's not people the keep NHL. saying people keep saying the NFL or people keep saying the Jets don't want to commit to Lamar. I'm like they should at least talk to him and say that like they should be like, hey, if this thing falls through with Aaron, like he's not a Jet yet. Like if the Packers are playing hardball and want too much. We'll take you over the 38 or 30. How old's Rodgers? 38, 39, 40? Regardless, he's up there. Yeah, like, we'll take Lamar Jackson. Like, I'm not saying, you know what I mean, that's who I'd rather. I don't I don't honestly know who I'd take over those two guys going into next year. It's kind of a toss-up with the injuries with Lamar and uh, the age of Rodgers. I'd probably take Rodgers. I don't know. It's kind of tough. I don't know. I don't really want to hold myself to that decision right now. But I think the Jets should at least say, like, if this doesn't go through, hey, we're coming to get you. Like, we will get you. You will be a Jet next year if Aaron Rodgers is not. But does Lamar want to hear that? Like, oh, you want the 38-year-old he dude wants, over me? He wants guaranteed right now. And that's exactly. probably why they're not saying that to him. But, but dude, if like if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, like, Jets fans will riot if they don't have a quarterback next year. Like, they, these guys, like, they, they've been through so much. And then they t- you're, they, they're told they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. They get all these pieces for it. Literally, the odds are, like, 700 Point. Could you um, imagine Zach Wilson, week one starter at MetLife? That place, dude. That place would explode. That'd be so jets. It honestly would. The whole team around him is just loaded. No, nah, but I think just, I think their front office is they're they're bought in at this point. So I think if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, they will do everything in their power to get Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that'd be cool. They, I'd like Lamar in the Jets. Yeah, that would be cool. It's just another AFC fucking team, like you said. I think Atlanta's the play. I just, I, it's so tough. I mean, I guess he's not a he, he's not a true free agent. So, or is he? Like with this offer sheet thing, 
can any any team can offer him, right? Like it doesn't need to be a trade, right? Like I know there's some two first round picks thing. Like if they agree to it, the that team has to give up two first round picks. It's definitely not like they can't just offer just sign him for nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't just offer him a contract. I'm not really sure what what the clauses are around it, but I mean, there's definitely some attachment to the Ravens where they're going to get something out of like they're getting collateral. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this because obviously, like you said, when the when the Rogers domino falls, I think we're going to see what happens with Lamar. Or if that happens first, I think it's just a big waiting game with all these big name quarterbacks and um, still obviously a couple other guys that are on the board. But big name, another one of the big names of the offseason was Derek Carr. He found his home. I thought that was kind of they were all kind of going to go at the same time. I'm not saying Derek Carr is even in that class with them, but quarterbacks usually go like one, two, three, like kind of in the same span. They like to pick their teams and like. Once, okay, Rodgers is a Jet, that team's off the board, and then that would be when Lamar goes to Atlanta or wherever. But, um, like I said, this is going to be the talk of the offseason in the NFL and where these guys are going, if they're going anywhere. Both of them could literally end up staying in Green Bay and Baltimore, and it would be, you know, we'd just be talking about it for weeks on end for no reason. But well, there's, a very, there's a likely Rogers, possibility of that. Aaron Rodgers will not be a starting quarterback in Green Bay this year. I think he's No, he'd retire. Here. He'd retire 100. percent If he's if this doesn't if this falls through with the Jets, I think he'd retire. But imagine seeing Lamar play for the Ravens Week One. It like I don't even want to see that. I'm a Steelers I, I, fan. I can't wait to get him out of this division. I'd be I'd be pissed if it doesn't go through. Here's another question: What do you think of the Ravens this year without him? Not good. How many wins? Under six and a half. Because think about it: like they were kind of without him a lot this year too. Like I'm taking, I'm taking like under seven and a half, six and a half wins on them. You're, you're. I don't think Huntley started, can do. Right? It. I don't think Huntley can do it a full year. I think their win total will be set at six and a half, and I honestly, I think they'll either get six or seven. Yeah, you'll be sweating all, that one out week eighteen. You're in a tough division too. And the Browns just got another year with Deshaun Watson. Like you're in, they're if they lose Lamar, they're the worst team in the division. Yeah, definitely, definitely the worst team in the division. But the thing about that division is that I any team can be anybody. Any team can. I was gonna say any team could win that division. Any team could be the worst in that division. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Like the Bengals are one Joe Burrow ACL tear again from them being the probably one of the worst teams in the division when they have Kyle Allen under center. You know yeah, what I mean, but but uh-huh. when I mean that's with anyone injuries kind of fuck everything. But alrighty, I think that is gonna do it for us this week on Hit the Books. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you leave a like, comment, subscribe, review, rating, wherever you're listening. Apple Music Pod or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're uh, showing your love. It really goes a long way for us. Make sure you're staying tuned to the social media accounts for all of our plays. Um, definitely going to want to stay tuned for the college basketball cards this weekend as we get into the Final Four and National Championship game on Monday. Um, That's going to do it for me. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Um, Mackie, we'll hand things back off over to you. Yeah, uh, Final Four National Championship coming up this week. Obviously, um, well, two of the the biggest championship kind of I look forward to all year. Obviously, March Madness is the biggest tournament we look forward to all year. So, Really excited for that. Obviously, we're going to have some plays out on that. And we just got the MLB season coming up, starting tomorrow. So, um, obviously, summer comes in, a lot of uh, dull times come. But we still got the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs coming up. So, we got a few more months of that. 
um, you know, just getting on by. Yeah, and like you said, MLB gets started up uh, tomorrow. We didn't uh, necessarily do our normal preview that uh, we do. I'm not going to lie, not necessarily the biggest baseball guys, just kind of your casual baseball fan. So definitely going to be bringing you some baseball talk. Uh, going to wait till next week when we have Jesse and Ace back on, get a little more convo and a little more uh, opinions going there. But um, And uh, obviously as we get a couple chances to watch some of these games, uh, I know we said we have a couple good matchups. I sent you the one. You get Scherzer and Alcantara. I get Mitch Keller versus Hunter Green. What a what a matchup I get to watch. But like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll dabble in the MLB throughout the season. We're obviously going to have some fun promos and stuff like that uh, to get us rolling in the world of baseball and get some uh, different followers from that kind of uh, from that following of baseball. But like I said, that's going to do it for me. And that's going to do it for us on this episode of Hit the Books. Thank you to everyone who tunes in each and every week. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here. So please like, share, and subscribe wherever you can. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for our plays each and every night in the NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA, college basketball, and college football. Thank you again, and see you next week.